What if you could pinpoint these key concepts that you could teach your child, that you could layer into the conversations as you're getting ready in the morning, as you're driving to school, driving to sports? What kind of impact could that have on the life of your child long-term? When instead of listening to everything everyone has to say around them, they knew what God's Word said of who God is, how would that change things? Welcome to our Snapshot series, where we are going to be taking these core ideas of who God is, different attributes of God, and we're going to be learning them in a way that we can speak them into the lives of our children, both now and every day moving forward for the rest of our lives. God is love. He's loving and He is love in its full definition. We see this written everywhere. It's almost become cheap. God is love. God is love. Yet let's back it up in Scripture. Let's understand it so that we can speak it into our kids' lives, so that we can speak over our children's hearts and their minds as we're working in that environment. Remember, the whole reason we want to understand who God is is so that we can bring it into just everyday life in ways that are life-giving, that make sense, that don't feel like we're, we've all of a sudden taken an off-ramp into lecture zone or now let me give you a little mini sermonette, right? So in this one, God is love. It, it could be that because this is so familiar to our children. So I hope that today, as we walk through this in the next few minutes, that you will catch a nugget, something that you can take with you, a way that you can express it to your children a little bit differently. We see that God is loving or that God is love from the beginning. Displayed in Scripture, John 3.16 brings this to life, and 1 John 4, 7-11 through 11 brings this to life, that He loves us, that it is a love that is without beginning and without end. And the reason it has no beginning and no end is because he has no beginning and no end. But we see that he loves in three ways through scripture. We see number one, he loves his creation. He loves the world in general. We can see this in passages in Psalms. We can see this even in Colossians 1, where it says, that Jesus holds everything together. This action of keeping everything running, of holding the earth literally in place in the universe, this way that the moon always goes around the earth and the earth always goes around the sun and that everything is working correctly, that we have the right amount of carbon and hydrogen and oxygen to live. All of that is held together by God who loves his creation. Then we see that he loves all of mankind in a general sense. So he loves his creation, means he loves trees and animals and the clouds and the rain, like he loves his creation. And then we see that he loves mankind in a general sense. Matthew 5, 45 says that he makes his sun to shine on all mankind. I think he says Jesus is speaking here, and it's part of the Sermon on the Mount. And, and he says, let me look it up real quick. He says, 
for your father in heaven makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So our God, in a general loving way, keeps and moves through mankind, caring for them, caring for us. First Timothy 2.3 says that loving heart wants or seeks for all to be saved. It comes and it stems out of the truth that God is love. But then there's this third way that he loves. And this is reserved for his people. And you and I and our children, as they come to know Jesus, are his people. We step out of the loving of the way God holds creation together for us, allows us to get up and breathe every morning and allows our whole body to work right. Those are this general loving space. Now, though, we step into his specific love for us as his people. Ephesians 5 verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, be imitators of God, catch this phrase, as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. God loves his redeemed people. So when you walk with him, you recognize Jesus is my Savior. He died for me, right? And this is how we talk with our children when we're, when we're beginning to walk them into and have conversations about well, what does it mean to follow Jesus? There's this, we must recognize that God's love was extended to us long before we ever loved him. That he has a love for us that's beyond anything we've ever experienced. Ephesians 2 verses 4 and 5 says it this way, God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. You see this right here is a place where we've talked about that we want to talk about these attributes so that our children have answers to the questions they struggle with. And the question they struggle with is, am I lovable? The world says you're lovable if people like you and if there are these external things that happen for you. And God declares, I love you even when you did nothing to deserve being loved. I loved you. And I wanted to display that to you even when you were dead in your sins. That's when I sent Jesus. That's when I declared you were my beloved child. And now, as we walk in the fullness of walking with Jesus, we understand who Jesus is. And, you know, when you're walking with a child who's trying to figure this out, and they may be having questions or they're having doubts, they're not sure. We want to help them understand that what God's love does is sets up our identity. So because God loves us, what it says in 1 Peter 2 9 and 10, where it says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his possession, to proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his light. Once you were not a people, now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, now you have received mercy. When we understand that it is his love that declares our identity, So that whole snapshot series we did back in November about all the different truths of identity, it is God's love that declares and allows this thing 
to begin to be true for us. It's because of his great love on display that he sent Jesus to be our Savior. God's love encompasses all of his other attributes. His love is eternal. His love is unchanging. It's immutable. His love is faithful. His love is good. His love is true. His love is infinite. His love is personal to you and to your child. Now, this is an attribute, though, that begins to actually be what they call a communicable attribute, meaning you and I are called to begin to use or to walk inside of this attribute. So we can never walk in God's omniscience. We can never walk in His sovereignty, His infinite power. There's lots that we cannot walk in. Those are incommunicable. This is, though, communicable, meaning we can do it to a degree, right? And so it says in 1 John 4, so in 1 John 4, 7 through 11, he talks about the fact that God is love, and anyone who doesn't know love doesn't know God, because God is love. They're equals, just like putting an equal sign. But then down further, it says, we love because he first loved us. We do not love so that he would love us. We love because he first loved us. This is a place where we begin to walk with God, following his example, following this attribute. So we want to know it. We want to work inside, but we want to talk about it. We want to talk about how that's God loving you. That's God showing up and saying, you are my people. You are my you know, possession that I dearly love. And when we point that out to our children, when we're highlighting, hey, God is love, and because he loves you so much, walk in that. Walk in that way to your brother, to your sister, to somebody at school who gives you a hard time. Walk in that way. It's important that we understand that God is love. It will bring solid substance to the foundation of our lives to know that someone the God of this universe loved us long before we could ever, number one, love him or even follow him or do anything good. He loves us. Thanks for joining me today on Snapshots of Who God Is. Make sure you get on the newsletter so that you get not just today's truth, but the truths for this entire week. We send them out on a weekly basis so that you have them where you can keep them in front of you, keep them in your Bible, where you can learn them both for yourself and for your child.